I I have this thing I do. Uh-huh. What's that? Well, every time, and I mean every time, uh-huh. I see a, like a police horse. Uh-huh. Go on. I am inclined to geek out. Quite true. Always, without fail. I mean... Your point? Well, I just realized I've had a lifelong fascination with horses. Mm-hmm. Ain't that right? Yes, that's, that's right. Okay. Well, I, I, I just... I just find it curious, though, since, you know, I spend... What do you spend? Well, you know, just about as little time as possible around them, or even thinking about them these days. There is an idea of a show. A working concept. A finished product. This is the beginning. Perhaps of something great. But until we reach that goal, this is... Simply... A big, bogus podcast. Yee-haw, giddy-up, and all that. It is another episode, Big Bogus Podcast, Season 5, Episode 6. It is I, me. Mighty Blackwood, and guess who else? Well, it isn't exactly a mystery now. Yeah, that's right, folks. My conscience, always with the attitude. Anyway, well, you know what they say. Oh, what, what, what is it they say? Don't want none, won't be none. <laughs> what the, the fuck is that supposed to mean? Well, it means let's keep it simple. Oh. On with the show. What is the theme? <laughs> All right. Um, the theme is uh, what diversion and recreation. And the topic. Horses. Uh huh. Horses is the topic. And I suppose you mean. I thought we were going to keep it simple. Hmm? And what better way to keep it simple than to not confuse your audience? Fair enough. Horses have always been, for me, a symbol of majesty and peace. Um, Something more than the simple everyday. Perhaps by your definition you mean something less. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I think you're right. Yeah. Horses are uh, a symbol of, you know, peaceful, majestic escape. Not escape. Listen, man, uh, would you like to talk for me? No, not particularly. I'm simply helping you form your work. Well, uh, could you help a little less? <laughs> There's a lot of stuff to cover. Okay, carry on. Go on, try it. All right. Um, so, okay, they're not an escape. Um, they're a symbol of difference. They're a symbol of simplicity. And the first time I really took note of them was on uh, an open field grazing on someone's property on the way to visit some family members in the country in Jamaica way back when I was a kid. Way, way back. This is true. Uh-huh. It's true. Um, but even then, I understood the, the power of these animals, the danger of them. Um, when one of my uncles tried to ride uh, one of them. Uh-huh. And was bucked off almost immediately. I mean, it wasn't his horse. <laughs> it was someone else's horses. Um, and he jumped on one of their backs. And bucked off almost immediately. And, uh, you know, like I said, I realized these things, as beautiful and majestic as they are, as peaceful as they seem when they're grazing man in their own business, Go on. they are dangerous. All right, so uh, when I was a child, I mean, like, damn near an infant, but I have a long, long memory when it comes to personal stuff, so I have no idea how old I was. 
Um, when I was a child, I was in the hospital for some reason. Um, it wasn't the first or last time I'd ever been to the hospital, this story uh, that I'm about to tell. Uh, but uh, I can't quite remember why I was in there. I think it was some school-related thing. Oh, jeez. What a fantastic memory. Well, I'm just saying, who keeps track of every single reason they ever go to the hospital? I don't. Uh-huh. Certainly not as a kid, I didn't. Okay. So, uh, when I say school-related, I, I just mean it happened at school. I think it was an incident where I had a pencil, a very sharp pencil, and for whatever reason, I had it in my mouth, and then I was, like, leaning on my elbow, and then my elbow slipped, and then my <laughs> the ceiling of my mouth fucking uh, got impaled by this pencil. And uh, maybe I had to go to the hospital for... I don't know. Uh, anyway, I was in the hospital, though, and I met a boy. Perhaps you should search your memory. It is unlikely you'd have gone to the hospital for well, uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> maybe it was the time I cut my hand uh, trying to shuck a coconut. I don't fucking remember why, but I was there and I met a dude. Um, this boy had a huge chunk taken out of his bicep, and it was alarming when they peeled the gauze off, and I was like, what the fuck happened to you? And the story he told me rocked my world. Suffice it to say, he was much older than. Oh, oh yeah, he was. He was. Um, he was much older than I was, and therefore more eloquent. So when I say I was a child and he was a boy, whatever, whatever, whatever. Anyway, uh-huh. he said he'd been around some donkey or something, and oh, something? Uh, either someone dared him to. Well, I know that's what happened with me in the Rottweiler. That uh, almost. That almost uh, stay on track. <laughs> all right. Okay, maybe no one dared him to, I don't remember why, but I think he was just antagonizing this fucking donkey that was minding its own business, and, you know, donkey wasn't having it, donkeys are stubborn, whatnot, um, and this donkey turned around and bit this kid's fucking bicep, took a chunk of meat out of his arm, and he was in the hospital for that reason, and I decided then and there, don't fuck with donkeys, don't fuck with huge animals like donkeys, and therefore don't fuck with horses. From then on, I was really, really scared of horses. And still, you know, <laughs> Now, I'm gonna be clear. I never stopped being mesmerized by horses. I mean, my mother was at one point watching a friend's horse and kept it in our yard, and I was transfixed by this thing, um, by how humongous this thing was. Watched it, pretended it was ours. And, you know, liked it. Probably even loved it. But I wouldn't go within five feet of this thing. Every time it came close to our veranda where it was grazing, I'd be like, yeah, I don't think so. (laughs) And I would try to keep my distance. Uh Anyway, over the years. Over the years. Yeah, over the years. Well, I guess I should just say that time passed. Perhaps you should. Yeah, and uh, countries changed, at least for me anyway. That's Um, one way of saying it. And I would find myself face-to-face, eventually, with my own horse to take care of. In Canada. Um, Just incidentally, I, you know, I used to go away for summers, but one summer I decided, hey, why not, you know, do horseback riding, because I've always liked horses. I I guess I'd just forgotten that I was deathly afraid of them. (laughs) But uh, I decided to do horseback riding one summer, and eventually I would meet my own horse to take care of. Uh His name was billiards big big bony appaloosa horse (laughs) and when i met him Mm -hmm. i was fucking petrified and what well 
up until that point, I had never even touched a horse. Um, I've only, I had only dreamt of, you know, riding a horse. I'd never seen one closer than five feet away from me. I'd never... Get to the point. Jesus Christ, man. All right, fine. Um, this horse was just humongous. His head was friggin' long. Its body was tall. And I was like, what if this horse just fucking turns around and bites me as a simple meet and greet? Like, fuck you. I've never seen you before. Get away. Chomp. I was scared. Uh-huh. Rightfully so. Um, now, what did you learn? Well, it's not about what I learned. Because uh, I, I definitely did not learn that a horse ain't not gonna bite you. Because, you know, horses do bite from time to time. And they'll fucking kick you in the gut as well. Uh-huh. What did you learn? Well, if I'm going to be forced to put this entire thing into the lens of what did I learn, I guess... Now, let us not say forced, but it would be helpful for your audience, wouldn't it? If you would tell them what you learned. <laughs> All right. Um, horses big, people small. Um, horses powerful, people not. Uh, but if you, che- if, you, if, if, you, if you treat horses with the proper respect and care... Uh-huh. Um, if they don't respect you back, they'll at least treat you with indifference, which is great when it comes to power. You don't want power being partial to you. Uh-huh. Uh, if. Well, if you wouldn't stand a chance um, when face-to-face with that power, then. well, uh-huh. it's like that uh, kid with his arm bitten off, I mean out of, by a donkey. Um, he should have been more respectful to that donkey. Um, even if that meant giving that animal space. Okay. Anyway, uh, that first summer that I, um, spent with my first horse ever, um, it was, it was pretty good. Uh, it was, it was a great experience. I learned... What did you learn? Well, you know, I learned about the kinds of horses. I learned how to ride them, you know, walk, trot, canter, gallop. Ooh, how exotic. <laughs> And though I never did much galloping, I learned how to let them cool down before you give them a drink of water after a run um, or a long day out in the sun. I learned how to clean their hoofs and how to, you know, put on uh, a saddle, a bridle, a bit. I learned how to take care of them in general, and, you know, this stuck with me over the years. So, you know, although it wasn't exactly cool or the popular thing to be doing as a young black kid in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, although I didn't Uh horseback ride in Toronto, I horseback rode in London, Ontario, although it wasn't, you know, the popular thing to be doing as a kid um, of my description, uh, horseback riding became one of my staples in the summer and I returned to it summer after summer after summer. Until one day, you know, I just never went back. Until one year? Yes, until one year, I never went back. Uh-huh. Over the years, although I've always maintained the memory and the joy of having done the horseback riding thing, you know, I, I've just drifted farther and f- farther, f- further, uh-huh. further and further away from the idea that I ever had anything to do with horses. Therefore? So now, when I see horses, um, there's something in me that triggers this pure connection with them. But, I gotta be honest. Please do. Please be honest. Well, it's kind of like this. Alright, um, some years ago, I was at the Royal Ontario Winter Fair. I think that's what it's called? No, that is not what it's called. It is the Royal Agricultural Winter Fair. Ah. Uh, in Ontario. Okay, uh, that's what it is. Okay, I was at this fair, 
And, you know, they have horses there and whatnot, other animals and rodeo stuff. And we were, I was with someone I was dating at the time. <clears throat> Yikes. Anyway, um, and we went to go see the horses. And these horses were humongous, of course. And they were in their stalls. And on the outside of these stalls were big signs saying, you know, these horses might bite. You know, they're just letting you know with a scoop. And, you know, I kept my distance, and then she was just like, oh, come on, you, you know, pretty much calling me a pussy for not wanting to touch these horses. I'm like, yo, it's all right to have a healthy fear of these horses, but she's like, oh, they're not going to do anything to you, oh, they're just so beautiful. She was just mesmerized, transfixed, nothing could, nothing could keep her away from touching them. I'm like, all right, you know, do your thing. You haven't seen what I've seen, obviously. <laughs> and so, you know, after years of loving and appreciating and getting some experience with horses, I realized at the Royal Agricultural Winter Fair in Ontario that I am still afraid of horses. Not every horse, but most horses. Hey, you know what I find is weird? <laughs> um, when I was a kid, when I first came up here to this country, Canada, uh, I always found it strange whenever I heard somebody talking about horseback riding. I'd be like, why Why would you have a phrase that sounds so fucking redundant? Horseback riding. If you say horse riding or just riding a horse or, you know, riding, if we're talking about horses, that'd be suffice, right? Uh-huh. We'd get the point, right? Perhaps. What, what is your point? Well, I just mean, like, what other part of the horse can you fucking ride but it's back? Why would you need to say horseback riding. It's like saying tuna fish. I mean, is there another type of tuna that comes to mind when you say, um, you know, tuna, other than the fish variety? Uh-huh. Anyway. Um, and you get back to the point, please. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess as concerns horseback riding, uh, I'm not in a hurry to do it again. I mean, I would, but uh, the fact is I really just don't trust random horses. Uh-huh. Not often at all. And that's why I get so geeked out when I see cops on horses. Because I'm like, ah, there's a horse and it is a well-behaved horse. This horse has gone through hell to be a calm individual. Um, A fucking bomb can go off beside this horse and barely a flinch. And I think I only respect these kind of horses because, you know, I never got the chance to raise my own horse from the time it was a baby, you know, a foal, to the time it was an adult. So, I don't fully trust any horse except for a well-behaved cop horse. Okay, how do we wrap this Uh stinker of an episode? Well, as little time as I spend around horses, and uh, as much as my talents with them will probably go to waste, um, Uh, horseback riding is one of my favorite pastimes. There is an idea of a show. A working concept, a finished product. This is the beginning, perhaps of something great. But until we reach that goal, this is simply a big, bogus podcast.